listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel and we are back with a bonus episode. Joining me for this episode, I'm the only regular screener here today, but joining me is one of our regular guests and that is my brother and co-host of the Next Trek podcast, Tyler Howitt. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? I am wonderful. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I don't know. I guess the rest of the screeners were scared off. I don't know. Maybe I don't blame them. It was, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll get to our thoughts here in just a second. As always, we want to remind you to follow us on social media. We want to hear what you guys think. We want to hear what you think of the episode. Uh, Share anything you guys are reading. Uh, Just today, Bradley Knight shared a a really interesting article about Solo and about some of the surprise cameos that were in that film. Uh, So he shared a great article with us just today. So uh, we love that stuff. Let us know what you're reading, what you're seeing, because we really want to hear from you guys. So follow us on, on Twitter, at ScreenersCast. And on Facebook, you can search the Screeners Podcast. And uh, if email's your thing, you can always do that. You can email us, screenerscast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. All right, without further ado, let's dive into our bonus review of Hereditary. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. The IMDb description reads, After the family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. This is the feature debut of writer-director Ari Aster, and it stars Tony Collette, Millie Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne, and Alex Wolfe, and the always unsettling Anne Dowd. This film premiered at Sundance earlier this year and was just released on the world, like it or not, this past weekend. Tyler, you watch a lot more horror movies than I do. You've kind of seen seen all of them every year. You do like a, what do you call it, a Halloween? What do you kind call of it? A, yeah, 31 days of Halloween sort of a thing. Yeah, so I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> horror is probably out of any genre. That's probably my least watched genre. I, I like most of the horror movies that I see. I just, I think... You just got to be selective I, I, in what you watch. Yeah, I think I just... Well, I just generally uh i don't know i just i I just never feel excited about watching a horror movie i think i I prefer other genre other genres so being uh kind of you and chad's the same way chad chad's a real horror expert he loves horror uh but uh, you're our horror expert of the two of us so why don't you tell us what you thought of hereditary well i i actually so like i said i I saw it an hour ago and so i'm really still reeling from it and trying to get my thoughts together and Mm. the the one word that that works really well i think for this is unsettling Mm. it is not a comfortable movie to watch Um, there is a 
there's quite a bit of, of just graphic imagery in it. And, and it, I wouldn't even just say gore necessarily. There's just graphic things happening in the film and, and the camera lingers on them, um, which which is typical for some parts of the genre, but atypical for others. There's like some weird horror heritage going on here. There, There's elements of Rosemary's Baby, The Shining, The Babadook, The Witch, uh, and, and you know, a number of other really, even The Conjuring, um, some some really unsettling films that, that you can tie to this. Overall, I, I mean, I'm still collecting my thoughts. It is a messed up, emotionally mm. intense, draining film, but yeah. technically... I think perfect. I think it's a, a, a nearly pitch perfect film technically. Yeah. So you, you described the film very well, described what it made you feel. And there's always the hard question with horror movies. Did you like it? Cause you said it's unsettling. You said it's uh, not an enjoyable film to watch because of how I it don't is. think I liked it. So you didn't like it overall. I, I don't. What's, I, what's I don't your know. score? If you were to score it, what would you give it? So I'm, I'm writing my review right now. Um, for Ready Steady Cut, who I write for, and I, I think I'm settled on a 3.5, and that's largely for the out act, of out 10? of five, out of five. Oh, um, so weirdly, I think it's really like, like I said, technically it's it's nearly perfect. I, I can't, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. It is really a disturbing movie overall, but at the same time, the performances, Tony Collette, that that woman can can do just about anything, um, and Alex Wolf shockingly coming out of was it paper towns was that the one that he got he got big for i don't remember he and his brother look exactly alike so it's very confusing to who's his brother nat wolf they look exactly like you're gonna go you're gonna i'm looking right now this is weird so so alex wolf was in jumanji that's what i'm thinking it was not paper towns it was it was uh yeah it was jumanji but his brother nat or nate was and he was the one who was in Paper Town. Oh my gosh! I yeah, but, never put that together. But they are, they are basically identical. Like they look You're so right. much alike. Okay. Wow. All right. The whole time. Yeah. I. That's at least I wasn't crazy off with that. Either way, he uh, does a, a really great job um, in the film. He he is. Um, I think a lot of the the performances. No, I don't think I. I know the, a lot of the performances really rest on him being incredibly still and incredibly um i he has to be in such control of his body as he's doing a lot of this film and and I, i'm really impressed by him um I, he did a good job in jumanji he was fine there but um but he does an amazing job and tony colette who you know has has got a pedigree of weird things like the united states of Terra. she she has shown her range there um but i don't know i didn't really see this one coming so yeah, uh, so so you said you you're gonna give it a three point. You're thinking about a three point five. That's right. Five. I, and I've I've gone up and down. I I think I started at a two point five, and then I brought it up to a four as I was writing my review. And so I think I'm settled on either a three or a three point five. So it's you a, didn't like the movie. It's so weird. I I don't think I liked it, but I but I really really appreciate it. Um, the attention mm. to detail, the the cinematography. Um, yeah. is so good throughout it. There, there are moments, and we'll get to some of this more in spoilers. But um, the the way that it uses, and you're you're a camera person, so correct me if I'm wrong in my terminology here. But the depth, the way that it uses depth of field mm-hmm. to to really make you, it, it dissociates you from reality a few times in the mm-hmm. film, and it's it's really excellent the way that they do that. Um, and and like I said, the the acting uh, and and even the structure of the film, it doesn't take 
a lot of normal paths for horror films. Yes. It, it, it fakes you out. It really thinks you think quite a few times. Oh, okay. I know where this is going now. Oh, it's a haunted child movie. Oh, it's a haunting movie. It's, or it's this. And it really does. It takes a different turn most of the time. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. So for, for my thoughts on the film, so you, you said you're maybe selling on a three or 3.5. I, yeah. I usually rate films out of 10. Uh, it's just the, the method I use. And so if you're giving it a three or a 3.5 out of 10, that would be a six or a seven. To, which to me is is positive. Um, yeah. For for me, that's a positive score, and uh, I, I'm going to give this film an eight out of ten. I I really like this movie a lot, um, and it, it, some things about this film it's it's really not all that scary per se. It's just upsetting. Yes. <laughs> it's which which is generally something I would say about a film I didn't like, but that's the point of this film. It's mm-hmm. it's an upsetting film. It's supposed to upset you. Um, but what's amazing about this film, especially I can't get over the fact that this is a debut feature. Um, I just that's shocking to me that Ari right. Aster uh, it, it had such a strong control of his film. Um, what's amazing about it is that uh, it, it's not concerned uh, like most horror films are with feeding you jump scares all the time. There's very few jump scares, um, maybe maybe a couple in the right. entire film. It's not a scary in that sense film. It really it's just it's telling a story that's it's just upsetting and it's off right this everything is off this movie is filled with dread and uh it's also filled with surprises the movie ended up being totally different from what i thought it would be based on the trailer um which the marketing was brilliant for this and uh we'll obviously explain that more in in uh, spoilers but yet this film is just so surprising like you said a lot of times through the movie, you kind of like with most movies, you, you guess what? Okay, so this is gonna happen. This is then this is gonna happen, uh, and every time it was like, nope, we're gonna take you in a totally different direction. Yep. There's a scene here near the middle of the film that just floored me. That uh, that you know exactly what what yep. scene I'm talking about. I, we I stopped about eating my popcorn at that yeah. moment. I li- I had it in my hand, and I was like, oh man, good movie. And then this happens, and I literally leaned forward, set my popcorn down. Leaned back in my chair with my arms folded across my chest and went, oh my gosh, I'm in for a weird movie from now yep. on. And uh, the entire audience uh, in my screening was just sitting in silent shock. Yep. And it just changes the whole film. And, and it's brilliant, brilliant. It really is. Done. And so so I, I really enjoyed this film. The, the performances, like you said, from Tony Collette, I, I think Tony Collette is fantastic, but, but Alex Wolf particularly i mean yeah. this kid's 21 or 20 years old yeah 20 and he he was just fantastic he was so internal yep. and uh and real and he was just so believable so i, I think he was fantastic he's he's uh, i already put him down on my list for uh, to, so not to forget him in best supporting actor as of right now i mean we obviously have all the all the rest of the year for oscars but uh, i i'm gonna keep remembering him for sure his performance was amazing as was tony collette she was fantastic so, like I said, the, the the fact that this is a debut feature is shocking because it's directed with such confidence. It's a gorgeous film, and and the thing about the pacing of it is, it the film revealed itself so naturally. It doesn't build to these to either epic scares. And it also doesn't build to epic moments where this important information is to be discovered, like most films do, or most, especially horror films. They they kind of build to this. Oh, this now we're going to figure out this thing. 
This film doesn't do that. It just kind of it just kind of happens naturally. Yeah. Um, it never feels like a moment. It just feels like a, a real a real thing. Just like life, we don't have we rarely have these moments that build up. We we usually just something happened and then tomorrow something else will happen and uh it's it's almost matter of fact and that's what i love about this film it was so matter of fact but it was also so tonally pitch perfect and and it was just filled with dread and so uh that's that's really what i liked about this movie there's there's so much that we uh need to talk about in spoilers just because this film is just so uh it it just it takes so many turns and it's it's often bizarre and um i i I agree with you you said you probably never watch this movie again i agree uh i'll probably never want to watch this movie again i think that's a sign that it achieved its goal because uh it upset me it it unsettled me it filled me with dread and with curiosity and and uh with anxiousness and uh that's exactly what it was trying to do. So to me, this movie is a success all around and I never want to see it again. Right. And, th- and that I think is, is where I do agree with you and, and why I, I went up in my ratings a bit with it because it, you're right. It absolutely does what it intended to do. He had us, um, Ari Aster had us in a, in the palm of his hand the entire time. And, uh, it for, literally from shot one, um, when you're, when you don't know really what's going on and, and, he keeps, you know, recalling that image uh, throughout the film in different ways or in different, um, s- similar fashion. And I, I, it was, it was a masterful film in that way. Did I, uh, did I like it? You know, like I'm, I'm like, it's yeah. Like I, and I, one of my big criteria for liking a film is, is rewatchability. And so I don't think I'd, I'd go there, but it absolutely, it, you know, it is a master master work, yeah, especially that, for a first time director. There are two levels, right? right? I mean, there's there's movies that you want to rewatch time after time, but uh, there's also movies that affected you, that uh, emotionally moved you, that you might not want to experience those emotions again. And this is one of those movies. It doesn't make it make it bad. Far from it. I think it that that may means that it it accomplished its goal. For so, sure. So yeah, I I, I think this is a, a fantastic film. Excellent debut from director Astor, and and man, I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah. You know, I I, I just now as we were uh, kind of getting started here, I I see this quote from the director who uh, said, so it says that uh, he during production, he, he often referred to the film not as a horror film, but rather a tragedy that curdles into a nightmare. And that's a that's a beautiful way to put it, and that's exactly what this is. Yep. For, for the first half of the movie or more, I was kind of confused because I kept seeing posts online. Did, did you see a lot of people talking about this movie online? Yes, everybody was going nuts over it. Um, yep. and even even um, you and, and, and uh, Rachel wanted, you know, both texted me and said, you got to see Hereditary. I don't, when did you actually see it? So I saw it thurs- the Thursday night that it okay. came out. And I kept seeing people post about this. Same. My friend my friend Matt Neglia from Next Best Picture, he saw this at Sundance. And so he's been talking about it nonstop since since Sundance. And uh, say, and, and I, I, him and other people have been saying how, how scary it is, the scariest movie they've ever seen. And I actually disagree with him on that. This is not the scariest movie, movie I've ever seen. And so for the first half of the film... I was kind of confused because it really is, it's just a tragedy. It's yeah. not a horror film for, right. for a lot of the movie. Now, it does delve into kind of more traditional horror horror elements at the end, albeit done in kind of a different way. 
but for the for most of the movie, it's just a really upsetting family yeah. with mental health issues. That's that's what a lot of the movie is. And dealing with these horrible emotional, you mm-hmm. know, this trauma that that they're yeah trauma and, for and, sure. And there's a moment, and, and without spoiling it, there's a moment where they they literally say, "This is either going to bring us together or break us apart." Yes. Um, and and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, it, it's it's that's it's what probably going to break them apart." Yeah, <laughs> uh, this, that's this kind of movie. Yeah, it's uh, it. All right, you're 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 maybe swaying me a little bit more, but I still think, yeah, I still think I can't see it again. But but it's it did its job so so well. Yeah, I mean, and this is the type of movie that that uh, you. Well, f- for me, that kind of the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, the more I talk to other people about it, the the better it gets because I just realize how much that it how much it did its job. Yeah. So before we dive into spoilers, we uh, we always go around the thing we do here. We we decide if if we recommend that you see this in theaters, if you rent it on iTunes, Amazon, somewhere like that, if you stream it on a service you already have, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or if you should skip it altogether. Tyler, would you inflict this film on others? <laughs> uh, I have a question first. So, do you do you guys take? In, I think I've asked this when I've been on here before. But do you take into account Movie Pass as a subscription, or is that a, a theatrical experience? You don't delineate. You know, we've kind of we've kind of gone back and forth on that. I think Chris has mentioned that as a subscription. Uh, we probably need to revise our uh, our template there, but kind of as a subscription, it, it kind of makes sense. So I, I would say um, it, it really does depend on what you want. If you are – I went with some people who um, this was – I thought, oh, this is going to be a fun little horror film. It will be great. And they don't watch <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> so I I had to profusely apologize at the end of like I didn't know what was coming. Uh, but uh, I think this is – again, I like horror movies and I think this is a movie experience. Horror movies are at their best when they are – in a dark theater with a great crowd or at least a good mm-hmm. group of friends. Um, and you guys can gasp together and you can laugh together and, and, um, and, and kind of look sidelong at each other to see if, you know, who's crying or who's, uh, who's panting. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah. So I, I say, see it in the theaters, um, especially if you have movie pass, you've got no excuse. Um, but, uh, if you're, Not, if you're well, in... I'll give him an excuse on this one. You got an excuse. <laughs> oh, if you can't true. handle it, don't see it. <laughs> that's true. I, I'd say if if you can if you can handle your horror, see it in the theater. If not, um, you know, see it at home in a in a well lit room. But but uh, <laughs> but maybe see if you can stomach see it in theaters. I I'd go there. Yeah, very similarly. I I, I think there, there's an element of, of beauty as as much as Man, as the seriously. film is 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 uh rough it's a beautiful beautifully shot film i i agree look I, i'm i'm somebody who doesn't take in a lot of horror i don't watch a lot of horror movies but this is a, a very good movie now i generally agree i think i think the two film two types of films that are best seen in theaters are comedies so you can laugh with a full theater or horror movies so you can scream with a full theater <laughs> uh but but with hereditary it's kind of a different story there's not as like I said earlier, uh, and I don't I don't believe this is a spoiler. It's not it's not a very scary film in terms of jump scares, uh, screaming audience. Uh, I I don't think there's a single scream in in my audience because it's just not that type of horror movie. This is the type of horror movie that's more upsetting, um, that will fill you with anxiousness and dread. So 
take that into consideration. If you can handle that in the theater, um, I took my pregnant wife who hates horror movies <laughs> to see this, and she was fine. She actually enjoyed the film uh, as much as you can enjoy this film. And so, uh, you know, I think I think you can handle it. You, uh, you know, trust yourself. You can handle it. So if you can do that, see it in theaters. Otherwise, turn the lights on, like Tyler said, and watch it at home uh, in the middle of the day, and you'll be fine. Uh, so this is definitely worth seeing. So my ultimate recommendation is theater worthy. All right. And with that, we're going to dive right into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it wouldn't have ever occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in a dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. So, Tyler, we have to start with the car crash. Oh, my gosh. It's not I... a car crash, but the accident. Yeah. So, uh, just to recap, we're talking about the scene. You've already seen the film where Charlie has uh, unintentionally eaten some peanut remnants or, or nut remnants. And she's having an anaphylactic shock of some kind. And, and Peter is driving her as fast as he can to the hospital. And uh, she's freaking out, freaking out, and uh, she sticks her head out the window to get more air. Peter swerves to miss a deer, uh, a dead deer in the middle of the road, and Charlie's head collides with a telephone pole, and uh, she's dead. She's decapitated. And uh, we don't see anything gruesome in that scene. In that scene. In that scene. That's what I love about that scene is you're not entirely sure what happened. I mean, you know she's dead. There are no noises. There is nothing coming from that back seat. All we see is the close-up of Peter's face, which is amazing. Yes. Uh, So what did you think of that scene? I, like I said earlier, I I was eating popcorn, you know, thinking, hey, this is a, this is a horror movie, a popcorn horror movie. I'm, you know, going for it. And I, I stopped, set my bag on the ground and looked straight ahead for the rest of the movie because I, I thought, oh, this just got way different than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and 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 the same with with everybody else in my group. They all wh- one person had seen it before, um, and he he uh, was he grinned from ear to ear when I when I did that because um, he knew it was coming. But but everybody else in the in the group was like, oh man, and we all we all like sunk down in our chairs a little bit too when it happened. Yep. It, it, um, it, and even just pushing further beyond that scene. Even how it's revealed, you're you're thinking, is he going to tell his mom? Is he going to tell his dad? He he parks the car, um, walks up to his bed, crawls into bed, and and lies down, and not even really to go to sleep because again, one of the things that's so impressive about this movie is, and and Alex Wolf's performance is, he he does the um, the terrified, petrified, shocked stare so well, and you hear 
Tony Collette go downstairs mm-hmm. and uh, say, you know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out for to pick something up. I forgot what it was. And uh, you know, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Do you need anything? And you know what's going to happen. And they and the camera never leaves its uh, his face. And much like this film doesn't have a lot of jump scares, this film does reveals in so in in such a in so many good ways. I really appreciate that. You just hear the scream. And then you and then you see her writhing on the ground in agony, at, you know, with the with the death of her daughter. And it this film is just it, it does things technically, and um, yeah, and that's what that's so the well. type that's the type of film film that this is. It's not one to to scare you with some gruesome, grotesque death of the daughter. We don't even see the death. Um, we see a little bit of the aftermath, um, but but this film is is just a, a tragedy that's the best word for it um that film is tragic that the the entire way that that scene unfolds you could see that in a tragic uh oscar f- drama Absolutely. right there's nothing about that entire sequence um that's uh, horror-esque honestly right? if you you take take the supernatural element out of this and it is um an oscar worthy it's a family, family tragedy. tragedy. Absolutely yeah. it is. And and that's that so that's what I love about this film is that it does not approach itself as a traditional horror movie. It's just a film that's naturally scary. Yeah. And and, and that scene in particular is just brilliant and uh it, it really really sold me on the film and as soon as it happened uh, I don't know if you did this. As soon as um, Charlie hit the telephone pole, and we just sit there looking at Peter's face, mm-hmm. uh, we don't even we don't really know the fate of Charlie. We assume all we're doing is sitting there staring at Peter's face. I ran the trailer back through my brain, um, and I was like, "Wait." I thought this film was going to be all about Charlie. the The way that the the trailer sets it up, this is a movie about the daughter. Um, and and about uh, her relationship with Tony Collette, uh, with her mom. And then all of a sudden, whatever, whatever it is, like 40 minutes into the film, 45 minutes, she's dead. And so I ran the trailer back into my brain and I was like, oh, yeah, we've already seen all of those scenes. So, yeah, she, I guess she's dead. I don't know what's coming up next. Did you did you kind of rethink that? Well, I, I, first, I love when movies do that. But honestly, I had never I knew nothing about this movie going into it other than Tony Collette was the star. You hadn't seen a trailer? I hadn't seen a trailer. I had seen oh, a poster wow. going into the movie today. That's crazy. So, well, that's that's even better. But yeah, the, the marketing here is brilliant because even if you had seen the trailer, um, you know, Chad often, uh, I'm curious to see what he says. We can uh, follow up with him about his thoughts on Hereditary later on. But uh, he, he avoids trailers. Um, I've but been I doing didn't. that more and more lately. And that's great, uh, but I didn't for this film. In fact, I saw the trailer numerous times, um, and it it actually it kind of helped in a in a weird way because it built up your expectations in yeah, one direction. That's cool, exactly. And then it totally halfway through the movie or less skewed it. It threw off all my expectations, um, and I realized, oh, this isn't a movie about the daughter. This is a movie about the son um, and 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 the mom. And so, well, which man, the, the way that even I, I will say the way that they set up the movie again because we're, we're forty five minutes in the daughter is is eerie she acts in some in very yeah, strange ways she's off. She, she's off she cuts off the head of this bird that hits the mm-hmm. window and things like that so I, hashtag I, foreshadowing oh man seriously and she really just the film does focus on her and then it's taken away and oh mm-hmm. my gosh this is not what we think it is and then there there are i, I would say that 
like I said before, this film does it decides to take different terms turns for quite a lot of the moments of it. So like that, we, we thought it was, uh, it was about this girl and it's, and it's not, but it kind of is because you know, she's sure, sure. the intended uh, receptacle for, for Pyman. Um, yeah. But at the same time, um, it's not a traditional horror movie or haunting movie. Uh, it, there's one time, uh, sorry, two times where you see an apparition um, but one time it turns out to be a dream and the second time it's probably is an apparition, but it, it does a good job because every single time they're in a darkened room. And again, this is a horror movie. So lots of darkened rooms. I'm looking in the corners to see yeah. something. And so, the, and, and it was perfect because we never saw something again and, and we're just left with that. You know, they're, they're teasing us in, in such a brilliant way. Yeah. I think. I have issues with the end and we can, we can get to them or if, if you want to get to that now, but I, that's, that was where I really had a hard time um, with my liking of the movie was the end. But well, because it, it so we can, we can definitely go there. So it, the movie kind of takes, it does take a distinct turn. It builds, it builds to its conclusion extremely fast. Yes. Um, because I, 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 I appreciate it because like I said, this movie unfolds naturally, and I think in the real world, if if crazy crap with demons and demon kings right. unfolded, it, you know, it's not going to take its time. As soon as this stuff starts True. happening to you, it's going to happen fast, or you're going to run away. And so, um, so that's what I appreciated is that as soon as uh, as soon as Annie kind of brings this spirit. Uh, to the house and as soon as it it um, inhabits her um, it all it all kind of happens real quick yeah and and what I, I really loved is is when she does that when she you know switches personalities which again she had you know quite a lot of rehearsal for that in the United States of Terra and when she when she does that you you get a lot of the sense of what's about to come they foreshadow that really nicely and but again you know Alex Wolf, Peter does his character does such a good job of of being terrified. You know, this yeah. isn't this isn't again in a normal horror movie. There's always that one character you expect the kid, usually the teenage boy, to be like, "I know what's going on, and I'm going to investigate now." No, this right. kid has the crap scared out of him, yep. and he's beaten up, and he is tormented, and you know, he's it, it's horrible and horrifying what's happening to him um, in front of his eyes because he also didn't murder his sister right you know right. it's not like he hated her and he's happy she's gone this is a horrible tragedy that could happen to anybody no one is there to pick up the pieces the dad is trying but the mom is going nuts at the same time it's just yeah you're, it's it is that that unraveling happens so quickly and so it's so raw um that it's that's what's so unsettling about it too so uh my friend will mavity uh, posed a question we were talking about the film um do you do you think that the cult orchestrated the accident somehow i i've been thinking about that they must have oh you know what i i think absolutely they did because we we get a shot later on of the um that symbol that was on their necklace yeah. etched on that telephone pole now they yeah. could have been done afterward because that's where she died but right. i think somehow it was orchestrated see that's the thing i just don't uh 
given the rest of the film, I don't see how they could have orchestrated that. That's my problem. Uh, And and so that's where, when you begin thinking about how it worked, that's where, um, that's where I, I begin having problems with the film and where it does after all of these really great misleading terms turns, it goes directly, um, at the very last minute, um, for the last, what is it? Five minutes uh, after he, uh, gets up into the attic, it goes directly into familiar territory. And I was like, oh, man, really? Well, um, kind of, but but it, it it's still, you know, it, it never it never resolves. It's uh, it, the film ends, um, you know, with with Peter becoming Paimon, this demon king. Um, now, so have, it never. Have you seen have you seen um, Rosemary's Baby or The Witch? I have not seen The Witch. I have seen Rosemary's Baby. And have you seen um, Paranormal Activity? Is it th- uh, three? Probably. I don't I have seen those. I don't remember them very well. So they, they all end that same way. Now now of course horror movies can end sure. come on, there's there's thousands of them and they all you know end with very similar things. But what that was my issue with it is they took so many turns that kept me guessing and, and like you said, I see so many horror movies. So I can I can usually predict pretty solidly and I kinda wish it hadn't gone with um naked cult leaders worshiping him in the end i don't know i don't have a replacement of what i think they should have done so yeah because you're literally talking about the last two minutes of the movie i mean exactly that's the uh, only thing all you you definitely there's no way you predicted the the way things went in the attic like with him running out the window and dying and getting it you know yeah the spirit inhabiting him and all that stuff the moment yeah the moment though when um when he saw his dad dead on the ground um, I didn't now I did not predict freaky Tony Collette levitating that was terrifying right. um, uh, sawing her head off and sawing her own head off but see there's so there's some of those things that I didn't like and again that might be the intention and that just might be me um, where one thing that I do like from a horror film is for it to be um, not I don't need it to be wrapped up or I don't need the good guy to necessarily win I don't need a final girl necessarily but but what I do need is I guess a bit more explanation or what I want, you know, from the conjuring, we know why things were happening in it and it made sense. Um, but for this, for all of its reality and for all of this, you know, even, even a possession movie, um, the levitation didn't work for me. It didn't, it didn't make sense. It, it was, it was, it was effective, but I didn't, it didn't fit into the box of everything else. Why not? Um, she had the spirit in her, but why is it, why is it levitating suddenly? Uh, like, uh, I, I don't know why I don't know why there was a disconnect for me with that or why is she cutting her own head off? Um, why is she she was cutting her head off because well for to one mirror she needed, Charlie yeah she needed to die and so she was dying in the same manner that Charlie died because she's got Charlie's spirit and or the spirit that was in Charlie in her now and that and she needed to die so that the spirit could go to Peter. Yeah, I I. Mm, I I don't buy it. I I have a problem with it for some reason. And again, we're talking the last three two you know two minutes of this movie, so it doesn't taint everything. But that was what that was what dropped it a point or so for me. Was I I think for all of that, I can I can get the the cult orchestrating it. I can get the spirit in, inhabiting it and and making them do stuff. I can. It was it was like one step too far. Uh, for me, if it had just been, even if she had honestly been on the ground and uh, killing herself, but I don't see why did she have to cut her head off? Because, and that tells me why, by the way, that they probably did orchestrate it is because 
for some reason we needed a headless corpse, but but how did they how did they orchestrate that? How do you go about orchestrating? It, it, it was one of those things where they I feel like they tried to put a couple too many things um, in place to look as though it was all organized, and either it needs to be this this gigantic vast conspiracy that we know about. Or it has to just be shocking deaths at the end, um, no explanation. But we got almost enough explanation, um, and then and then not. So that I, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I disagree because I because I definitely didn't feel um, I, I I bought it all uh, because you know it made sense the 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 spirit was in her that's why she was levitating just you know because you can ask why why did. Um, why did Gabriel Byrne, uh, you know, explode Ooh. into flames? And that, see, I even, I was okay with that. Weirdly, I, I thought, because this is a trickster king kind of a god thing, yeah. it says. And I was like, oh, man, it was taunting her. It wanted her to do that. You know, so it yeah. wanted her to think she's going to catch on fire if she does it so that she'll try and sacrifice herself. Right. It's a way of offing the dad. And I really liked that. I thought that was well done. Um, and so it's, oh, the other thing, gosh, I can't believe I, I forgot to mention this. Um, where the crap did the dog come from? See, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting so, a dog. So there's a dog. That, that's why. That was a, a weird, distracting misstep for me was um, it's when he sees Charlie in the corner, right? Um, and she, she nods down and her, her head falls off and it turns into a ball, which was such a good moment in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then he turns – I think it's in the same scene. He turns and there's a dog barking in his doorway, barking, barking, barking crazy. And then the door slams – and uh, and the the dog starts whining and runs away. And then at the very end, we see um, after he's fallen on the ground and before he goes up into the the treehouse, there's a dead dog lying on their on their lawn. Hmm. And I was like, did they have a dog before? Did I miss that? And it was one of those. It actually felt like that was an editing issue. Like they had a they had a storyline with a dog, and then it got it got cut out, but they couldn't cut out that moment or something. I don't know. It was hmm. yeah. I don't I don't remember that enough. So yeah, I guess obviously. The, the the dog wasn't important of enough uh, character I uh, obviously but um yeah I, that didn't stick with me so I didn't remember that yeah but, well yeah I mean uh, overall I I think it sounds like we we both admire this film in a lot of different ways absolutely I think we, we see the climax differently I th- I think in my opinion you know I feel like it was executed really well really really realistically um I mean as far as much as this kind of story can be realistic uh-huh. um you know and so I, th- I it was it was creepy and frightening and upsetting and um I loved I loved when he leapt out the window yes. and just the way that the film took its time in that moment you don't know what's 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 happening here yep um and so yeah, I think think that was great, and the spirit inhabiting him, and and then the film kind of wrapping up from there. Um, yeah, very interesting, uh, very good. Anything else you want to say before we kind of wrap things up here? Did, did this film? This is not really spoilery. We could have said this elsewhere, but did this feel like an American film to you? I don't know if this is a weird thing to huh. ask, but it felt like weirdly. I felt like I was watching an Australian film or even it's very stark in what it in what it gives and it is and maybe it's um like it felt very often i don't know if i said this earlier it felt like the babadook a bit where it's it's this this mother slowly kind of going crazy as as things are unraveling around her and it felt so um you couldn't place it in america i think i feel like the license plate said utah but i i don't I don't know if that's true. Um, you couldn't place a location with it. It was um, there was a storm outside, and then it was really arid at, at another time. And and um, 
I think they shot it in New York and LA. I think I remember that from the credits. But they actually shot it in Utah. Oh, did they shoot it in Utah? Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, but I think I think it's supposed to take place in uh, in I think that it's in New York. I feel like I remember them referencing that. Okay, maybe but, they uh, did, uh, and maybe I saw sure. a Utah license plate, and you know that they just didn't scrub out. But yeah, um, but it it was so it felt it just felt different to me in in such a weird way, and maybe that's just the indie film nature of it. Um, sure, but. Man, I I I do technically really respect the film, and and like I said, for all of my griping, there's it was three minutes at the end. It does not diminish what it does, um, building up to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I I really like this movie, and and uh, you know I haven't seen the Babadook, which is Australian, so you know I I'm sure that that kind of oh you got to watch helps. the Babadook. It's, yeah, I'm sure that if you like in, this, you got to watch that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, if that's all we got, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Thanks for joining us on this bonus episode of the Screeners Podcast. Uh, Tyler, uh, where can people uh, find you? Well, on Twitter, I just randomly talk about movies and lots of Star Trek things on at Tyler Howitt. And also for the Next Trek podcast on at the Next Trek on Twitter, and we're uh, Chris and I are kind of on a hiatus, still trying to figure out what we're going to do in the meantime during uh, uh, while Discovery is off uh, off air. But we're we'll work that out, and we will be back and and kind of uh, get back on track pretty soon. But uh, in the meantime, I'm on summer break. I'm a teacher, and I'm on summer break, and so I'm going to see go. movies like crazy. And you can read a lot of his reviews and writings on Ready Steady Cut as well. Including a review of this and Adrift, which is coming out hopefully tomorrow too, which was a weird movie. There you go. I haven't seen that one. You can always follow Screeners on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can follow me on Twitter at HowitDK. And we will see you for our next episode where we review Incredible 2. See you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.